Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, welcome back to the War Room Podcast. This is Big E. What's going on, T-Cop? Big E, what's up, brother? Nothing much going through this holiday season, man. Uh, just went by Christmas. Hope everybody had a good one. How was yours? Man, it was great. We didn't do too much. Just kind of hung out as a family. We ain't go nowhere. Just no, kind of chill. How about that, yourself? Kind of same thing. Was at the house and then went back to Jacksonville to visit with some family and friends and you know, tried some new treats and stuff at uh, from a northern family that moved into this area recently. What's with the was treats? different. Well, you know? <laughs> I mean, it was holiday cookies, and it was an assortment of cookies at that. Like, I'm talking, I, there might have been 12, 13 different types of cookies and treats, and man, then had a couple of choice beverages that I got put on, too, that were pretty good, too. So, What kind of cookies? Man, I... They were labeled as holiday cookies. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you call them. There was some pretzels. There was some chocolate. There was some powdered sugar. There was this. There was that. I Dang. don't know. I tried all of them when I got to the house. I know. That's right. You know, so do what I was supposed to do. Today's show brought to us again by Bet Online. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. We're going to have basketball, football, hockey, all of those things on Bet Online. So people get on there, yep. do some betting. But let's jump into what we are here to talk about, which is that old pigskin. We had uh, some solid games. We had a major victory by a team that sits near and dear to my heart, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So let's go to Thursday night football. We had San Francisco versus Tennessee. And I think what Tennessee won 20 to 17, 20 to 17. One thing about it is Tennessee. They just keep finding a way. I don't know how they finding a way they flying on the radar for one, because nobody really talking about Tennessee like that. They're Unless, not because Derrick Henry's not playing. Exactly. So they still find a way to win. And Shucks, right now they are ten and five. Ten and five. The Forty ers are eight and seven. So on paper, Tennessee technically supposed to be better, but I personally didn't believe Tennessee could beat the Forty ers But I think it's time for Garoppolo to get out of there because they was talking bad about him. Yeah, like bad, like bad, bad. He had some bad. He had a bad game. You know, yeah. some throws he should have made. I mean, he was 26 of 35 for 322, a touchdown and two interceptions. Um, ran the ball one time for three yards. I mean, it's it's not the worst day as, as a quarterback that we've seen. But I think the biggest issue probably was the fact that they were winning 10 to 0 at halftime. Mm-hmm. And they only scored one more touchdown in the fourth quarter. And Tennessee scored 10 in both second second half quarters to win 20 to 17. So I... It's Garoppolo, the, I don't know. I wonder how the 49ers fans feel. 49ers fans, jump on the Facebook page, the Warroom yeah. Podcast. Let us know how you feel about Garoppolo and how moving forward what the 49ers should do. Mainly Maurice Patterson down in South Carolina. Major, major 49ers fan. Um, they, but I'm not impressed. Shucks, they got a good backup, though. If I ain't mistaken, I can't I'm pronounce sure, his I can't, name. Uh, yeah, good, I can't good pronounce luck with his that. name. Good luck with that. I can't think of it. But this backup, from my understanding, is pretty good. So... But I don't know. I think it's time. I think it's time for me to get out of there. I, you know, I'm with you on that. Now, let's speak about my man Tannehill. Okay. He hasn't been showing the best uh, games as a quarterback here recently, but he was 22 for 29 for 209 and a touchdown. That's a solid day for him. Solid. He's just doing what he got to do. Very Alex Smith-ish, yep. right? Yeah. You know, um, mm-hmm. running the ball, which is the big thing for Tennessee. They ran the ball with four different people. So they're, they're getting it by committee versus just handing it off to uh, – to uh, Derrick Henry since he's been out. Now, Brown as receiver had 11 receptions for 145. That's a good day. That's a great day. I don't see how these defenses are allowing this guy. Because, honestly, receiving-wise, he's really the only receiver they have. So, I don't see why they're allowing him because what's-his-name came from Atlanta. One of the best receivers in the league forever. Uh, Jones? Who? Jones, Julio. Julio, yes. Yeah, he only had one catch. Not, but he's been injured most of the year. Yeah, he's been he's hurt. Been injured. So this Brown kid, he's the best receiver to have on the team, and he's been killing it. You know, and the thing is, he's six foot two twenty five. That reminds me of you. Give me the height. Yeah, Give me the, I'm be honest, bro. You've been solid since I've known you. Yeah, I wish well, I had that six two frame. Well, he, no, no, he looked taller than six two. The crazy no, thing he's about six it is, six foot two twenty five. He said he's six foot two twenty. Six foot two twenty five. That's why I said it reminds me of you. Dang. That's about you right there. He looked there. taller than that, though. I mean, maybe he's just running away from people. I don't know. But ultimately, they didn't have really nobody else catch a pass, really. I mean, Westbrook had two. Fisker had one. Swain had three. Jones won. C. Uh, Rogers won. Nobody else really caught the ball. It was all him. So 
But that means say, why are they not bracketing this guy? Exactly. That's my whole thought process. But then again, when you have Julio on the other side, it's almost like, dang. I ain't going to take a chance. Can you really double him? So having Julio has created more opportunity for A.J. Brown. I think so. And also moving A.J. Brown around, you could put him in the slot, put him on the same side as Julio. Then you can't double him. If you do double him, Julio by itself. Right. When we get to to, to the college portion of this show, I want to talk to you about you know, receiver moving around a little bit when we get to it. But let's jump to uh, Saturday football that we had on Christmas Day. We had, what, was it two games? You had Cleveland versus the Packers. The Packers won 24-22, to uh, which brings right back up. Is Rodgers the front runner for MVP? I still think he's the front runner. He's top five? Top three. Top three, okay. Top two. Top, okay, who's the other one? Tom Brady. Okay. Can't argue with that. Those two, the top two. And you don't think they're going to give my man the running back from Indy any love to no. have him in that discussion? He might have offensive player of the year. Yeah, that's he's not going to. They're going to give it to a quarterback. He's You're not right. going to get an MVP, especially when you got your two top prolific quarterbacks playing the way they play. And they old, and they getting it done. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was twenty four for thirty four. That's only ten incompletions for two hundred two and three touchdowns. Not major yards, but efficient. At I mean, it was efficient. There's yep. nothing you can really say about that. I mean. Um, a guy which I believe to be the best receiver in the league, even though his numbers are not matching Mr. Cooper Cups, is Devontae Adams, which is 10 catches for 114, 11.4, averaging two touchdowns. I agree with He's you on that. He's turning on a little late here in the season. His numbers are getting better and better yep. late. So I feel like that camaraderie and that meshing that they have between receiver and quarterback are going to ultimately push them deep into the playoffs. That's mm-hmm. that's my feeling. I agree with that. I still believe like in, uh, they have a very strong chance to win the Super Bowl. But – We'll see. We'll see. That weather's different down there this time of year. So Browns fall seven and eight. Baker Mayfield, we discussed last week about how is he the guy should they move on? Twenty one for thirty six, two twenty two, two touchdowns, four interceptions. If we're sitting here talking about it, I don't think he's the guy. I, I agree with you. I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I don't but, think yeah. he's the guy. If if we're sitting here having a conversation about is he the guy? And then you just read his stats <laughs> off and you read off four interceptions. Four interceptions, right? I don't think he's the guy. <laughs> he's definitely not the guy. I, I don't know what it is that's going on. And the, the Browns were definitely trending over the past couple of years, few years at that, mm-hmm. in the right direction. But it seems like they kind of plateaued. Yep. And uh, sitting at, uh, where were we at? They're at uh, seven and eight. So they're under 500 at the moment. We'll see how they finish up with this extra week that we're getting the football coming up. Is so, it two more weeks left or one more week? It is two more. Two more. Okay. Two more weeks. Two more games left. Um, yeah, so everybody should have played 15 games at this moment. So we'll see. Let's jump to that Arizona and the Colts game. You had uh, the Indianapolis Colts taking a victory 22-16 to over the Cardinals, which I believe gives us three losses in a row in Arizona. Man, the Cardinals are looking terrible right now. You think so? Ter- like terrible or just losing? I'm going to jump over to something real quick, but I ain't going to stand it long. I just want to make a point. Arizona was just in, what, the top five? They were. <laughs> they're not even in the top ten anymore. In the power rankings. In the power rankings. Yeah, they're not in the yeah, – we, we, we'll definitely get to that for sure. <laughs> they you dropped know? out. They definitely did. You know, looking at the Cardinals in that game, they had a total yards of 378, 245 passing, 133 rushing. Averaging close to six yards of play. They had 21st down, which matched uh, the Colts. The Colts were 8 for 15 in third down efficiency. The Cardinals were 6 for 13. They were 1 for 3 on third downs, which gives you two turnovers if you want to look at it that mm-hmm. way. Uh, they punted fewer times. 11 penalties for 85 yards to the Colts, 5 for 40. That'll do it. And then the Colts had the ball 10 minutes long, 11 minutes longer than the Cardinals did. That'll do it. One thing about these penalties, what people don't understand is, so – by me playing the league for as long as I did, the way we break things down, they have statistics of if you get a penalty on one drive, like your percentage of scoring on that drive drops down dramatically just right. off one penalty. So they're getting 11 penalties in the game. And in the NFL, you only average about 13 possessions in a game. So basically you're getting a penalty almost every possession that you have the ball. They had 64 total plays. That's crazy. Penalties, so that's crazy. It, it is. It's it's basically that discipline thing that we were talking about, kind of with the Bears mm-hmm. and how they lack discipline, and that's probably one of their biggest 
issues that they're having as a team, yep. which is ultimately going to get Matt Nagy fired eventually. I mean, it sucks, but it's coming. It's coming for sure. Yep. I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But, you know, you look at the game, the, the Colts did what they do. They ran the ball. My man Taylor had 27 carries for 108, averaging four yards a carry. Didn't score, but that killed the clock. That's right. Tell me this. Where is he? Ah, where is he at right now when it comes to rushing yards? Do we have it? Do we have I don't, that I don't have right it. I, I believe he's at 1,626 yards. So he's. Do you think he get 2,000 yards? In what well, shucks? He got to get what? 374. 20? How many He's yards he need? 374 to reach 2,000. You think he get it in two games? Man, they play the Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> we have a pretty decent defense. As much as I would like to see him get it, yeah. not against my guys. If you want to rush for 250 next week, do your thing. But you know what, though? That goes back to who was the guys that rushed for 2,000? You had uh, Dickerson. Dickerson rushed for 2,000. Uh, CJ2K. CJ2K, East Carolina. Go Pirates. Yep. Uh, one, Adrian uh, Peterson. Adrian Peterson rushed for 2,000. Just think about it. This just shows you how. It's only seven. It's only seven people that have done it. So this just tells you how good these running backs are that are rushing for 2,000 yards. Mm-hmm. They got an extra game this year. They do. And Jonathan has been killing it in about all year. Yeah. And he's still still gonna be tough for him to break that two thousand mark, and they have an extra game compared to what the other guys had. Because back then they only had sixteen games, now they have seventeen, so they got an extra game. So I said they play the Cowboys. I was mistaken. Arizona plays the Cowboys. The Colts have the Raiders. He might get it, and they also have the Jaguars. He, he might, might get, get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he might get it. So he got to average one eighty seven uh, for those two games. He can do that, and I feel like. The way their team is built, they already want to run the ball. They know he's that far away from mm-hmm. it. They're going to be feeding him and feeding him and feeding him because he deserved to get in that he 2000 club. He de- absolutely. I hate it that it's going to be an uh, asterisk beside it mm-hmm. because what? you know that's 17 games. 17, you, uh, come on now. Yeah, but it don't matter. Come on. What's the most catches you ever had in a game or in a season? In a season? College, including college? Let's, go, let's go college. Let's just go college. 87. 87. So if we play one more game and just say a Dwayne Harris mm-hmm. called 88 but had an extra game, what would you say? See, I kind of say this stuff now because the offense changed. I mean, All I, these colleges I, I understand spread. That, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that's exactly my point. Exactly my point. I get it. Um, so basically it boils down to is he's going to have an asterisk if he get it. He's not rushing for 380 on the Raiders. What if he do? It's phenomenal feat. It's a phenomenal feat. You got to give him his credit. I feel like he definitely should be in the MVP conversation. And if he does not get it, I feel like they're just going to basically he'll be getting shafted kind of like Chris Johnson when mm-hmm. he should have won it and they gave it to um, the guy from the Colts, Peyton Manning. They gave Peyton it Manning. to him over Chris Johnson, and Chris Johnson got Offensive Player of the Year. I still feel like they shafted him. But then again, I'm Chris is a little closer to me, so I feel mm-hmm. a little way. Yeah. You know what I mean? But – uh, one of those quarterbacks is going to get it for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's go to Sunday. We had the Rams versus the Vikings. Uh, Keith Stokes was happening. He was at the game, took the family out to see the Vikings for the first time. So experience for him. But his Vikings came up short, 30-23 to to the Rams, which I like what they got going on with the Rams. They're still doing work, man. They're, they're getting it done. Matthew Stafford had a – Bad day for a quarterback, and they still were able to win. But I love to see Odell Beckham get back in the end zone, man. I, that really makes my day. I think how many times he scored? Maybe once or twice? Once or twice, for yeah. sure. I mean, and for them to win, scoring 30 points, I mean, that's, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings have been decent. I mean, now the Rams are 11-4, and four, Vikings are 7-8, and eight, but the Vikings have been in some close games. Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was 21 for 37 for 197, one touchdown, three interceptions, and still won. Now, defense running playing. the ball, defense is playing football. Yeah. Running the ball, was, uh, Michelle had 27 carries to 131, mm. averaging right at five yards a carry. So mm-hmm. that is a big plus for them, especially with Matthew Stafford struggling the way he was. Um, it definitely doesn't help them. My man Beckham did have a touchdown. Cooper Cup, 10 catches for 109, averaging 10 9. He didn't score a touchdown, but Cooper Cup is pushing. He is pushing. To get to 2,000 yards receiving. Where is he at right now? 1734. 
he may get it because that offense, the passing offense, is built around Cooper Cup. Like he's he's the guy. Like they're gonna the coaching staff is gonna scheme up plays for Cooper Cup. For sure. What was Odell Beckham numbers? Uh for the game, he was four receptions for thirty seven yards. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. Okay. So he had nothing crazy for sure. I mean, it's just a regular day for him ultimately. But I really believe that Cooper Cup would get that 2,000. Um, let me see what their remaining schedule is looking like. They're going to face the Ravens, and they're going to face the 49ers again. The Ravens so beat up. We'll get to them when we get when we talk about it. Yeah, for oh, sure. God. But Matthew Stafford throwing three interceptions, that's not going to get it done for the playoffs. No, it's not. He's going to have to tighten up and protect the ball because the, the name of the game is who has the ball the most, the longest, and last. Essentially, he's going to win the game in most cases. So with him turning the ball over that many times, ah, that game was so even, bro. Like it was 30 minutes of time of possession to 30 minutes of time of possession. Wow. That's how even it was. 22 first downs to 19. The Vikings were two for twelve on third down efficiency, like we say. That's what got them. <laughs> That's what got them. <laughs> That's ultimately what got them, especially with them getting three turnovers, uh, which they, they had one, so we washed it out. So they were plus two in the turnover uh, ratio. They only had two penalties for twenty yards. Uh, third down efficiency murdered them. Yeah, murdered them. Let's jump down to uh, matter of fact. Let's, before I go, Jefferson. Gotta give respect to the young guy. Was it, was it the first two years or something like that about the yards? He broke a record. It was Odell. Was a player for the first two years of 2,700 yards receiving? I think so. Something like that. So he congrats broke one to Odell him. Records. Yeah. He broke Odell. I think it was Odell and Jerry Rice that was uh, two and three, and now he's number one. So I love that kid. He has my son doing the gritty all across the house. He my got son, everybody doing the gritty. My son was doing the gritty the silent night. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what little Eric got that from, but he was greeting his little butt off. Look, I'm watching the the Miami and Saints game, and the Miami uh, they down the punt on like the one yard line. The whole special team start doing the gritty. They was doing the gritty on the down punt. <laughs> on the down punt, <laughs> it's crazy. Can you gritty? I can't gritty. I attempted it. My ankles ain't set up for it. I can't gritty. My yeah. kids can gritty though. I can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that though. <laughs> I would love to see that. But let's jump down to Buffalo, New England. Uh, Buffalo got the victory 33-21. to Another solid day for Josh Allen. They're, Buffalo's still trending in the right direction. I saw a video, and there it's like, these bills are real. That's It's a true story. You know what? I kind of agree with that because even though uh, the last time they played, they played up in the weather was terrible, mm-hmm. and New England ran the ball every play besides three plays the entire game. <laughs> New England figured out a way to win that game, but that was just because they was coached so well. Right. And Buffalo still was doing their thing. Buffalo was still throwing the ball. They Trying were still to do the regular thing, they which was, still, was kind of a bad plan in that weather situation. But they, it was still was a good game. So now you get these guys on, what can I say, even weather. Uh, it's not a bunch of wind blowing. Now you put these guys against New England, and they're kind of really showing. Because they beat them up in New England. Mm-hmm. It's hard to win in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's kind of showing that Buffalo – they may win that division. They could win that division. There's a strong chance. I mean, Josh Allen had a good day. He was 30 for 47, which is 17 incompletions. is not ideal what you want, but he threw for 314 and three touchdowns. Uh, he spread the ball out between eight different receivers. Uh, running the ball, They he ran the ball 12 times for 64 yards. So when you sit there and break it down, there's literally 42 times where he carried the ball or had the ball and done something with it and accounted for 378 yards. He's playing a lot like Lamar Jackson. He's playing better than Lamar Jackson. I mean, not right now. Lamar Jackson, he's not playing well but, at all. But, yeah, but, but kind of in his past, he's playing a lot like Lamar Jackson. He's he's able to throw it. Uh-huh. I, I want to disrespect Lamar, but he may be a better be a better pocket passer than Lamar. Well, for sure, that's you know? without a doubt. But Lamar's. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say I don't want to get to the point that we like. Okay, Lamar Jackson's really not a good pocket pass because he's developing well, into you, that. You want to stay away from that, but let's be honest. He's a better runner than Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a better thrower than he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, that's pretty much it. But Josh that's, Allen does not turn the ball over as much as Lamar. That's the truth. That I mean, that's, that's, that's the pretty truth. much it. He protects Those the turnovers. Ball. Yep, that's you the know, truth. Lamar has that extra wiggle. Mm-hmm. And trying to use that extra wiggle sometimes, mm-hmm. you hold careless. the ball out there, yep. you get careless. Josh Allen's going to get his nine, 
And he's going to start his slide at eight yeah. and a half. You know what I mean? Or at seven and a half, he's going to start his slide. Yeah. So it is what it is. But I believe the Bills are trending in the right direction. They're going to put a lot of pressure on some people going into the playoffs. And they look like they're having fun while they're doing it. And that's mm-hmm. one of the scariest things to see in a football team is when they actually, absolutely are having fun. These guys are not at work right now. Yeah. They're playing a game. And I agree. I, um, but we'll go to Carolina versus Tampa. Tampa Tom doing his thing, 32-6 to six victory. Um and a big thing I get out of this, it's expected. I felt like Tampa Bay should beat Carolina. Yeah. I mean, Carolina, let's jump to 2022 season right yep. now. Yeah, their season um, over. They're, they're playing for draft picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom Brady is catching a lot of heat because he has such a big influence on who, what players stay and what players go. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he accepted uh, Antonio Brown back, he's catching a lot of heat for it. Uh, Skip Bayless was talking – like pure trash about Tom Brady and his accepting of Antonio Brown. And he's basically saying that, hey, I can't win without Antonio Brown. And what he's saying is like he feels like Brown is going to take that and he's going to become Antonio Brown of old, knowing that he is wanted, knowing that he has some type of, I don't like to say power, but they can't win without him is kind of the mentality they're afraid of him getting and how he's going to go right back into his old antics. What do you think about that? I mean, they've been winning without him. They have. You know, so I don't really – I don't get what Skip Bayless is saying. They had injuries. Uh, other receivers are out, so bringing him back helps them out for I mean, sure. But you think about it, though. You got to have good players to win, especially in this league. You got to have good players, especially when you got guys that's injured. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you bring them back? You have to. It, yeah. it made sense. He knew the offense. I think he, that basically they basically contradicted themselves because they said if he messes up one time, he's gone. I said that last year. And for him to do what he did with the fake COVID card or vaccine card uh, I, looks bad. To, to me, I feel like the fake vaccine card, things could have been worse. He could have mm. done worse things than getting mm. a fake vaccine card. There's so many guys, whether it's NBA, whether it's uh, NFL, that are – Acting like they're vaccinated, but they're not. Prime example, Rogers. I was about to say the same thing. Prime example, why he ain't get in trouble? I can't explain that one. You, you why he ain't get in trouble? <laughs> but the thing about it, AB, he served his time. He got he got suspended. Mm-hmm. He served his time, and his suspension is over. Why can't he play? Ten catches for 101 yards. And you don't want him back? You got to have him back. Yeah. He on his way. He about to go back to being his old self. So has a lot of football left in him. So we'll, we'll move on from there. We'll go to the Ravens and the Bengals. 21 to 41. Bengals beat the death out the Ravens. Um, I feel bad for the Ravens, man. Tell I feel, me why. They're so beat up. Like when I say they're beat up, they're beat up. They play with a third string quarterback. I mean, you can't expect too much out of him. You can't see. I think he's been on the team for what ten days or something like that. Been on the mm-hmm. roster for ten days. You can't expect him to go out there and and kill it and bring a victory in. Defensively, they're beat up. Their secondary is beat up. I think they got one player, one starter left in their secondary that's out there. They're beat up. You know, I feel bad for them. They're beat up. But at the end of the day, the Bengals still had to make plays. Mm-hmm. They still had to make plays, and they made them. And Burrow throwing for over five hundred yards. Oh, he had a day. I'm telling you, look, the Bengals are – I can't say that the Bengals are the real deal right yet off of a Ravens win, but they are trending in the right direction. <laughs> they have the weapons. They have the tools. They are 9-6 right now. The Ravens are sitting at 8-7. and seven. Speaking of Burrow, that 500, he was 37 for 46, 525, four touchdowns. It's crazy. I think he smoked a cigar after the game. You know how he did it after, after the national championship game. Championship. <laughs> I would have had me one. Higgins, 12 catches, 194 yards. It's good to see him show up. I mean, he did more than show up. Jamar Chase came right behind him with seven catches for 125. See, that's what I'm saying. Jamar Chase has really been still in the spotlight for Higgins. Mm-hmm. And people forget Higgins was a dog in college. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From Clemson. Yeah. He was a, I forgot he was on the team. I did too. Until my, this week. I mean, 194. <laughs> 194. Ooh, and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And then they had Boyd, who had three for 85. Mixon had six for 70. And Uzuma, five for 36. So they spread the ball out to 10 different receivers. I'm telling you, the Ravens' secondary is depleted. They don't have any, their whole team is depleted. They th- they're playing with their third string quarterback. Nobody in the secondary came. It's, it's there besides maybe one starter. Mm hmm. 
You know, I mean, they're, they're depleted. They now, sh- he should throw for over 500 yards. But the him. time of possession was way one-sided. They had the ball an entire quarter longer than the Ravens. The Bengals had it 15 minutes longer than the Ravens. And what ultimately killed the Ravens also is their rush yards. They only had 39 yards rushing. Yeah. You know, so they didn't have any balance. They're just basically slinging the rock with a third-string quarterback. He had yards, but they got lucky they didn't have a bunch of interceptions. So. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we go to the Steelers versus the Chiefs. The farewell tour for Roethlisberger is almost over. Two more weeks, and we can say goodbye to that man. Chiefs won 36-10. Are they back to normal? The Chiefs are back. The Chiefs are back. There's nothing else for for us, for me to be like, ah, I don't know. All they're doing is stacking these wins. I think they got like eight wins in a row, eight or nine wins in a row. Maybe it's between seven and nine wins in a row. Right. All they're doing is stacking the wins up. Regardless how they're looking, they're still beating other NFL teams. And they've been on the road here lately. You know, so the Chiefs are back. They're back I, I regardless agree. of how we like how they playing or whatever it is. They're back. You know the craziest thing is? You know they got Josh Gordon? It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he didn't play, but they have him. I mean, I, I, I forgot all about that acquisition. But they spread the ball out to 11 different receivers the other day. Um, Mahomes was 23 for 30, 258, three touchdowns. Solid day. Not crazy yards. They ran the ball with five different people. They threw the ball to 12 different people. So basically what it seems is you are not allowed to key on one person. You can't. And going back to the – what's the name? Josh. What's his last name? Gordon. Josh Gordon. So everybody don't know who Josh Gordon is. The reason why he bring that name up, Josh Gordon was was an elite receiver when he played with Cleveland. And Josh Gordon had got into some some personal issues, a lot of different things when it comes to whether alcohol or whether drugs, wherever it is. But when he got susp- the first time he got suspended from the league, he had over seventeen hundred yards receiving. Mm-hmm. He was leading the league in receiving. When he first got suspended back in Cleveland. So that lets you know how talented he is just waiting on the sideline. And a bad Cleveland. And a bad Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> a bad, bad Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, the guy has, what, uh, he doesn't have crazy numbers. Because he ain't played that much. Because he ain't played. I he mean, you sit and look at he gets they getting suspended. I mean, yeah. how many chances this guy get? But, I mean, he had a lot of mental health things going on as well. So I'm glad to see him at least back on the roster. Mm-hmm. Let's hope that. Well, I feel bad for other teams because if they wake him up, <laughs> if they wake him up, they should stretch them hamstrings out, Josh. Tell it's you. over for somebody. I mean, secondary better be worried because you already got to worry about Hill. Mm-hmm. You got to worry about uh, what's Kelsey. Tight end, Kelsey. And then Pringle has stepped up drastically. Has stepping up. You know, he had two touchdowns. So, I mean, he was six catches for 75 yards. So, they spread the ball out a lot. So, the Chiefs are back to normal. I will agree with you on that. And I look forward to seeing how they play. Now, we're going to slide down to this game <laughs> where I want to speak to Vincent Warren. Boss man. Miss um, Adrian. And anybody else that's a Washington football team fan, formerly known the Redskins, let's talk <laughs> about this 14 points you scored and you match that up beside my Cowboys scoring 56. So if I can talk a little about this game. You can talk I, a lot of bit. Go ahead. And, and I've been saying this for a while. I've been saying this to, to Cowboys fans. I've been talking to you about it. I've mm-hmm. been talking to Aunt Lisa about it. I've been talking to kind of everybody that's Cowboy fans. And everybody say the exact same thing. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> everybody say the same thing. But listen, I continue to stand on my word. If the Cowboys are healthy, if they go into these playoffs healthy, they have a legitimate chance to get to the Super Bowl and win it. This could be the Cowboys' year this year. This year right here, the where they're playing, the where they're set up defensively, the quarterback is in place, you have the receivers in place, you have the defense in place. This year, to me, is the best year that the Cowboys have to win a Super Bowl compared to any other year besides in the 90s when they did win it. When they did win it. Yeah, I'm not going to go into that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) scoring 42 points in the first half against a team that you barely beat – Two weeks ago, uh, 
shows that there is some coaching. There is some getting back to what you're supposed to be good at mm-hmm. and having some success. Dak was 28 for 39, 334 touchdowns. I don't remember the last time I've seen the Cowboys have another quarterback come into the game and play. Mm-hmm. That had no injury involved. Like, hey, come off the bench and get you some reps right yeah. now, which Rush was able to do that. And he had, what, 70 yards passing on two completions. So he did well. Running the ball, Cowboys have stunk it up Yeah, of late. They are running with Tony Potter and Elliott, but they only had 71 yards between the two of them and one touchdown between the two of them. So that's not really going to get it done. They also caught the ball out the backfield a total of three times for 20 yards. So – the running back situation, I don't know what's going on, uh, but I guess when you have Amari Cooper, Schultz, the tight end, who's emerging, mm-hmm. and then you have CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup who are running around, and then you have the Wilson kid who's been a solid three while Ga- while Gallup has been out. Mm-hmm. So you have a legit four starting receivers that you have a solid number one. You have two guys that could be number ones, mm-hmm. and you have two guys that could be number twos. True. And, I, and then if you look at everything – I feel like after this year right here, regardless what happens, y'all win the Super Bowl, whatever it is, Cowboys and Super Bowl, whatever it is, I think Ezekiel got to restructure his contract. He has no choice. Or he got to get out of there. He has no choice. I agree with you on that. You know, I mean, he have to because right now, they the type of offense they have right now, they don't need a big-name running back. Mm-mm. They just need somebody to get it done. They need a hungry running back. That's it. That ain't made the money yet. That's it. So they give so much more effort. They need yep. to get rid of him and bring in another version and let Tony Pollard become the starter. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion. Now, looking at the numbers, they had 28 first downs to Washington's 14. They only had the ball three minutes more than them, which is crazy. Yeah. Uh, third down efficiency, three for 13 for Washington, 10 for 15 for the Cowboys. That'll do it. That'll do it every single time. <laughs> and then they sacked – the the I keep wanting to say Redskins the Washington football team five times so the D line is getting after it yep and I saw one time they ran a, a stunt meaning that they ran a twist which I don't even know how to explain this to the people but mm-hmm. basically up front they run somewhat of an X type motion to get free well they had a safety come down and pick a lineman. So D lineman can come around. They scheming it up. They, they getting good. <laughs> you know what I mean? I saw it twice this weekend. Yeah. So I find that to be crazy, but. Monday night football, we had the Miami Dolphins and the Saints. You feel bad for the Saints, and I'm going to let you talk on that. I, I feel bad for the Saints, and for one, I'm, I work real close with the Saints when it comes, because I do a Saints podcast as well. So I'm always in the mix and hearing what's going on in New Orleans uh, when it comes to their football program. I feel bad for the Saints because, for one, the Saints are, they was playing with their fourth-string quarterback, Ian Book, yep. Ian Book. That was their fourth-string quarterback because you got Winston Hurt. You have Simeon is number two. He's not playing. Then you had Taysom that didn't play. Right. And so now you got Book, and that's the fourth-string quarterback. And they just – the defense gave a good effort, but offensively they just could not figure it out. There was – the quarterback couldn't make the throws needed to throw. All I'm just looking at Coach Payton on the sideline. He just cussing. He just frustrated because they can't get it going. They didn't have a. They didn't have a first down on third down. They didn't get over twelve. It was it over twelve. Over twelve on third. So they down. didn't get it. No, no, no. Over twelve. See, and one for three on fourth down. You feel bad for him, man, because all this COVID stuff is really taking a lot of teams, a lot of players out, so where they can't play. You know, so I feel bad for him, but I also. I feel bad for the Saints and how the, how the game turned out and what they're going through. But my hat still goes off to Miami because at the end of the day, Miami started out like one and seven. Yeah, that's and seven they, in a row. They, don't, they reeling them off. They reeling them off. It's something to be said about a team that's hitting their stride late like this in the season. You just don't know what Miami is capable of. So the Bills are number one in the AFC East. Patriots are number two and the Dolphins are number three. Mm. Nine and six, nine and six, eight and seven are the Dolphins. They're a game behind, essentially. They need one of them dudes to slip up. The Patriots better be careful. Oh, man. Let's see who the Dolphins have left on the schedule. They do have the Patriots and the Titans. They so can win both of those. They can win both of those. They definitely have the Patriots at Miami. So that's going to help them out. They can get that victory. Um, I believe they'll get it. I think Honestly, so, man. I think they're going to get it. Uh, let's Belichick pull something out of his hat like he normally does. But also, shout out to Waddell. Mm-hmm. Uh, the receiver for the Dolphins. He has the most receptions in a Monday night football game, uh, passing Road, the great Jerry Rice. Roll Tide. You know, uh, that has a solid team, man. 
They tough. They tough. They tough. <laughs> they tough. I'm, I'm just glad that I don't know the coach name down there. But at Miami? One, yeah, but at one point they was on them a little bit because how they started out. Mm-hmm. And then at one point they was on, what's the quarterback from the lefty from Alabama? Tua. Tua. They was on Tua at Brian, one point. Brian Flores is the coach. Exactly. So they both of those guys on the hot seat early in the season. And for some reason they figure something out, whether it's scheme-wise whether they got the fight in them again. We ain't got nothing to lose. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's more than just the fight in them because at the end of the day, everybody goes to each game with fight trying right, to win. Right, right, I think the schematics of things have changed, and they're doing things differently offensively and defensively. And I think they're they're kind of reaping the benefits from it. So hats off to them, man, because they're really making it happen, and I'm glad they're making it happen because at one point they was talking about bringing in what's the old boy from the Texans, the quarterback, Deshaun. Deshaun, what's the deal with him? He is getting it, paid to do he, nothing. Is he still getting paid? He's the, he, he go to every practice. Seriously? He, he just don't practice. He in the meetings. Wow. He just kicking it. <laughs> <laughs> he just kicking it. They ain't playing him. And he haven't got suspended from the league because everything that's out against him right now is just accusations. He haven't been charged with anything. My man is on the 53-man roster making $10.5 million. Yeah. And the... The people that so-called was was saying he was doing certain things, they're dropping out. Yeah, they're starting to backpedal. They're starting to backpedal. And from my understanding, if I'm lying, I'm lying through somebody else. From my understanding, his lawyer was like, okay, won't we just start paying these people off? He was like, no, I ain't done anything. I ain't paying nobody nothing. And I agree with that. If you ain't done nothing, I'm not paying nobody off. Right. If I ain't done anything. Paying somebody's going to make you look guilty. Exactly. So, so from, my, from my understanding, he ain't paid nobody off. Like, these women are just dropping. They're just I, I dropping hope, off. I hope he, you know, me and you both have daughters. Mm-hmm. So I absolutely hope that he did not do any of those things for sure. And it's something that you can't take lightly. So it's not like we say, oh, he's innocent, play him. No, I'm yeah. not saying that. But if they're starting to drop off, why would you drop off? If something if really that happened, major exactly, if and I'm not the, saying he did it or he didn't do it, right? But I'm just saying a lot of people that was putting cases on him are falling out, and he ain't paying nobody off that and we know of. That we know of, and he's still on the roster, getting paid how much? Ten, ten million, ten million base salary to do nothing. Just go to the meetings. Just show up. He ain't practicing. He just he just show up. You know how good he gonna be next year with fresh legs wherever he goes. He's not going to be back with the Texans. Wherever he goes. Pending everything goes away. Yeah. How good he would be. But, yes, he would be fantastic. And people took a year off from seeing him on tape and seeing him on film. They're going to have to go back to two years ago. You know where he need to go? Carolina. No. Where? Go to New Orleans or go to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. He'll kill it. New Orleans makes more sense because it's indoors it and he's used to that already. It does. And he got Sean Payton. Sean Payton can get him right, you think? Man, can he get him right? Yeah, he can get uh, him oh, right. So you're a big believer in Sean Payton. Didn't Sean Man, Payton I'm a get huge... caught cheating and, and coaching or something? That was defense. Bounty, were you there for that? No. So can I tell you a quick Were you there for the bounty gate? I wasn't there for the bounty gate. Okay. But, I can, but the bounty gate, what people keep talking about the bounty gate, tell you a quick story. People keep thinking that the bounty gate is – you know, oh, if you hurt this kid right here, you'll get this amount of money. You'll get that or right. whatever it is. This been going on even when I was in New Orleans, but it was never about hurting somebody. You'll get paid for this. So when we're in these meeting rooms, we're not meeting rooms. So on the special team side of the ball, so we get certain things if we get big hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or who get the most sacks or who downs the ball inside the 10. If you hit somebody big between offense, defense, special teams, whoever got the biggest hit, we get a bat, a black bat, like a black wooden bat with the Saints stuff up there, big hit, bringing the wood. Mm-hmm. That's what it usually is. So, but they're taking that and running, and they was running with it, making it seem like, oh, we putting bounties on people. No, they're not putting bounty on anybody. We just motivational. Could, yeah, motivational. Just like the turnover chain now. That's it. That's yeah. it. But I guess the wrong information got out, and didn't they catch on the recording? 
I don't know about all that. He didn't catch Coach Payton on recording. No, no, the, the D coordinator. I thought they had him on a recording saying hurt somebody. <laughs> Listen, man, but, they hey, we you, still no boxes. We're you know, <laughs> we, we going to just leave this alone, okay? <laughs> but I believe in Coach Payton. Yeah? I believe in him, man. Like, offensively, he's an offensive genius. Now, I want to go back. I, I was This was brought up. You told a story weeks ago about the bubble gum. <laughs> and it was requested that the War Room podcast mm-hmm. create some merchandise. Okay. And, and put that out there for sale. Ooh. So <laughs> what we're talking about is, man, that's a good request. It is a good request. That is a good request. So so all the listeners, so if y'all don't remember, I want to say maybe the first episode, first or second it was episode. within the first three for sure. Yeah. So when I was in Kansas City, and I already told the story, but when I was in Kansas City, uh, we had a, a defense back coach named E.T. And E.T. was with the Kansas City Chiefs the first Super Bowl they won. Mm-hmm. That lets you know how old he is. So he's setting his ways. He don't really care about, I mean, what it, it is what it, it is. It is what it is. But he was a great defensive back coach. And he used to always come out. We walking out of practice. He'd be beside me. It's like, cop. Quit all that holding. That's all you doing out here holding my DB. Stop holding all of them. He said, Cause you know why? Because today we only giving out two things. Dick and bubblegum. And we out of bubblegum. <laughs> but that was his motto. That's, that was his whole thing. You know, so that would be that'd be pretty cool to make shirts like that. Are you going to use an emoji thing? Or what? Are you, how are you going to do this? But, you know, we're going to have to work on this. We're going to have to work on this. Look, whoever wear it got to be bold. You got to be bold. You got to be bold. You can't care. I'm going to think about it. If we can go back and, and make merchandise with some of the funniest of quotes that we've you. ever experienced, you know what I mean, playing football, you know. Mm-hmm. And some of them were extremely degrading to you sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say a current coach of East Carolina staff right now, I'm not going to call his name <laughs> out, but he coached my position group. Coach Shank. Yeah. <laughs> He takes the red arrow and is on the board going back and forth from left to right, left yeah. to right, pointing at the five guys on the tape. You know, you guys aren't good enough to play anywhere else, but it's okay. It's okay. You're here with me and I love you. Wait, what? <laughs> you just turned. We're not good enough to play anywhere else, That's but it's okay. I love you. But we're going to go into these power rankings real quick and we're going to run through this pretty quick. We got. This from, what was it, Bleacher Report. Bleacher we Report. haven't used them all year, so we're going yep. to try Bleacher Report and see what it looks like. And let us know. Give us your feedback on our Facebook page about this. So sitting at number one, we got who, T-Cop? Uh, we got Kansas City 11-4. and four. I'm going to go through the first top five first. Okay. So you got number one, Kansas City 11-4. and four. Number two, Green Bay is sitting at 12-13. and 13. Number three. 12-3. and three. Yeah, 12-3. and three. Number three, you got Dallas sitting at 11-4. and four. Number four, you got the Rams sitting at 11-4. and four. And number five, you got Tampa Bay sitting eleven and four. I'm in agreement with all these things, except except <laughs> I don't think that the Chiefs should have jumped Green Bay, especially with the Chiefs being eleven and four and Green Bay being twelve and three, and they continually to win. Yeah, because Green Bay was number one last week. How did the Chiefs jump them? And Green Bay is still playing football, whether mm-hmm. whether mm-hmm. they eased the win out last week or not. They still won the game, and they're still twelve and three. So I don't think they should jump them. I think Dallas is exactly where they should be at, number three. I think the Rams is exactly where they should be at. I, I think they should be 4A, 4B, the Rams and Tampa Bay. You think so? Yeah. I it's, See, I can't. the only reason why I can't say that is because Tampa Bay just lost to the Saints last week. I agree. but So the, I think the Rams should be there because they've been on a winning streak. You see how it says TB for Tampa Bay? Mm-hmm, Tom Brady. The, yeah, that too. <laughs> You know, so it's like no matter what, it's hard to miss on that. Let's jump through six through ten. Right. Six through ten, you have the Colts at at number six, at nine and six, which I love them there. I'm glad they're up there finally. I am too. Buffalo is at nine and six at number seven, which I love them there as well. Yep. New England is at nine and six at number eight. With Buffalo just beating them, they should be behind the Bills. Exactly. And then you have number nine, you have the Bengals at nine and six, which the Bengals are trending in the right direction. The Bengals might, because mm-hmm. after this week, they could jump uh, New England after this week coming up. Yeah, very well so. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you got number 10, you got Tennessee at 10 and five. They just, like they the just getting it done. Yeah, the worst 10 win team ever. The worst 10 win team ever. They are, but they just <laughs> finding a way. I mean, can't be mad at them. No. Nah. Can't be mad at them. But I, you agree with the six through 10? I agree with it. 
Yeah, I do too. I, I'm with y'all daily, which is going to lead us into uh, the light box mm-hmm. question of the day. So let's talk about light box real quick. Using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price of $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab because of their process. They can create stones in a blush pink and a beautiful blue, as well as a classic white. You know what? It is the holiday season. People go out there and jump on lightbox.com and grab that special somebody, some type of diamond that's very cost efficient for the new year. So that way, you can spend a new year. What they say? What are you doing on the first day of the year? Is what you're gonna be doing all year? Isn't that something that somebody said? A lot of superstition. I don't believe that. I don't, I'm not into it either. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was counting money one time, and I just damn sure wasn't <laughs> counting it at the end of the year. So, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. But first time being escorted by the police to a game. Explain how that made you feel as an athlete. That's the question, people. First time being escorted in somewhat of a convoy. Mm-hmm. To a football game. I'll let you go first and I'll follow up. Man, well, I don't really remember college because that was so long ago. Yeah, you old. When I got to the pros, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. I mean, for one, you the Dallas Cowboys, for one. That's why yeah. I went at, I was Dallas Cowboys. Chess was big, poked out. Yeah, I forgot who was our first away game. I mean, cause we, you get escorted – if you stayed in the hotel as right. well. But on the away game, I forgot who was playing, but I just remember just riding that bus and you just feeling so much pride. You get to wear the star because in training camp, you don't get a chance to wear the star. When I was playing with Coach Parcells, mm-hmm. we had to earn our stars. So the only time you were the star was during the preseason game, but during practice, you couldn't wear the star unless you made the team. So when you finally make that team and you got that, you got that pride about you that you ride into this game. You got a, a convoy, a police officer in front of you. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? On bikes. What kind of, what color cars. was the suit? What color was the suit, T Cop? It was navy blue. Yeah? It was navy blue and I had some some cognac dress shoes on the color. Belt the match. Belt had to match. Had to match. Had to match the shoes. Had to match the shoes. But you just feel so much pride about yourself, especially you with the cowboys. You ride into yeah. the game. You got the escorts, you got you got uh, motorcycle police officers in front of you. I don't know what you call them. Then you got the cars in front of you. They stopping traffic. I'm mm-hmm. talking about on the highways. Everybody got to pull off to the side. We just riding through. It's like you get more respect than a funeral procession, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. <laughs> it's crazy. But you but you feel good about it, though. Especially you got no when you, choice but Especially to. when you used to it. Right? Right? <laughs> it's a, what is going on? I'm, you know, I'm not going to speak on the first time because you basically hit it on the head the first time. It's just like... I'm somebody. Yeah. I've done something. <laughs> you know, mama, I made it. You know what I mean? But I'm going to – a specific time. This is college. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't remember the, the NFL games. I was just more like, I hope I'm clean in a suit when it was NFL. Like, I hope I get off the bus and I get caught on camera and I, yeah. I'm clean. You know what I'm saying? I got my good socks on today. You know, but we're coming from the Hilton in Greenville, mm-hmm. headed to a home game. Uh, no, I take it back. We're at the City Hotel and Bistro. Okay. We're headed to a home game. And we get close to the stadium, that underpass, the train bridge that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're coming through there. And I look to the left. <laughs> my cousin Dwayne Berry and my cousin <laughs> Reginald Barber have a 12-pack of beer sitting underneath this tree. And they're knocking them back. <laughs> And you see them trying to get into a rush because they see the bus pull up. And yeah. they still had a little decent ways to walk to the stadium. <laughs> but I will ne- that's one of my most memorable moments is being in that police escort. And out of all the people, mm-hmm. all the people there, I look over and see my two cousins <laughs> that I for sure gave these tickets to with a 12-pack sitting underneath a tree with the least amount of shade possible. Oh, I don't know goodness. where they came from, but... You know, I remember that. I appreciate them for that. So that was a question that they brought to us by Lightbox. Uh, Lightbox.com. Make sure you guys go check it out. Lightboxjewelry.com at that. So make sure you go check that out. Let's jump and talk about these college football playoffs, which is more of I want to see who you pick and who you like mm-hmm. versus actually getting to in depth about the game. So first up, you have on Friday, you have uh, number one Bama versus number four Cincinnati. Does Cincinnati even have a chance? Yes, I think Cincinnati upsets Alabama. They upsets Alabama. And I feel like you don't know what team's going to come out to play. 
because it's so much layover or so much mm-hmm. layoff mm-hmm. between your last game you played. Right. Some you people can, be can com- relax. You can be a completely different team yeah. from the last time you played to this bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why you see a lot of teams get blowed out in the bowl game. For sure. Because they're just a different team. So, but I think Cincinnati wins this game. I'm with you on that. I want Cincinnati yeah. to win this game. I'm really hoping these Bama jokers literally take Cincy lightly and Cincy come in and take this game like it's their last football game ever mm-hmm. in life and compete and win that game. Jumping later on that day, which is the 31st, on Friday uh, at 7.30, you have number two Michigan versus number three Georgia. Myself, I'm a complete toss-up on this. Myself, I think Michigan. And truthfully, as much as I want Cincinnati to, to win the whole thing, Michigan, I think they're going to run the table. If they come and, they, and they're the same team that left off from the last game they played. To me, Michigan, hands down, is the best team in America. Yo, if you see number two versus number four in the national championship, Michigan versus Cincy, when's the last time there hasn't been an SEC team in that game? True. Never thought about that. Uh, man, but we'll see. I'm I, I'm a toss-up on Michigan and Georgia. I'm really not sure. I'm hoping for good football. I'm hoping COVID doesn't cancel the game for or real. postpone the game. I don't think they would cancel this. I think they would postpone it. Yeah, I think they would postpone it and play it another day. Or, you have or, to postpone it. You have to. You can't yeah. ruin the playoffs. You know, you know. Just speak a little bit about some in-state, in-state teams. You have the Tar Heels uh, playing on the Thursday against the Gamecocks. So you have North Carolina versus South Carolina, and uh, ABC. Anything but Carolina. <laughs> Look, I'm, but how can you do that when it's North versus South Carolina? Man, I don't even want this to come out of my mouth. Don't even say it, dude. If you don't I only want it to come out of my mouth man. for two reasons. For one, I went to East Carolina. As you feel. Yeah, and, and we were just bred to just dislike. Dislike. Dislike NC, not NC State, but Carolina. Them too. And then, like I told you, Aunt Lisa, a big Cowboy fan. Mm-hmm. A huge UNC fan as well. Mm. So I don't even want to give, give Aunt Lisa the satisfaction of hearing me say this, but you already know, so I ain't going to say so it. So what you're saying is Gamecock's going to lose. I don't know who's going to win. There we go. Gamecock's going to lose, Game but Cox I'm not sure who's going to win. Yep. I like that. I like to wait. I'm taking a Gamecock, <laughs> period. <laughs> Just because. Now you jump up, then you also have NC State playing UCLA in the Holiday Bowl. Um, let's go UCLA. That's just how I, I'm just, I'm not feeling either one of them teams. You know what? I got to rock with NC State. And the reason why, because a good friend of mine, uh, he actually came trained at the Premier Sports County for a while. Went to my old high school, uh, Walt Gerard. Walt, Walt Gerard, he played, he plays at NC State. This is his first year at NC State. Okay. And they're going out to San Diego. They're right. playing the bowl game. First bowl game, your first clip. Because a lot of teams, a lot of guys never play in a bowl game. This is true. So your first clip, and you get a bowl game, you go out to California. So I'm rocking with NC State right, just because of that reason. I, you know, I, I respect that. That's your relationship with this guy. I don't know him. I'm going to <laughs> UCLA. I don't know nobody on that team. I might know somebody from Richlands or Onslow County on NC State. But I'm still rolling with UCLA because you should have chose the Pirates if you went to NC State. Just saying. So <laughs> – no, honestly, between those two games, Tar Heels, Gamecocks, UCLA, NC State, I don't care who wins, honestly. But Gamecocks, UCLA, go do your thing. Now, ECU game was canceled, mm-hmm. which was devastating. Um, I'm so glad I didn't make the decision to make that trip because I would have been livid to get up there and have to turn right back around and come back home. Um, and I can only imagine the seniors – how that could possibly make them feel. Mm-hmm. The emotions of going into your last game, possibly period in your life, yep. in pads, to think that you're mentally preparing for that and then for it not even to be an opportunity for you, I can imagine that probably broke somebody down to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But I'm also leaning on the whole fact that, you know what, it's been a long year. Yep. I'm sure COVID has added extra on these guys mm-hmm. uh, as far as making sure that they're, you know, vaccinated and being tested probably weekly and all of these things just added some extra stressors probably have gotten these young guys a little bit more tired than what they normally would be now do i still believe that they i definitely don't believe that they had it worse than what we did back in the day because 
at the end of the season, you still tired from three days in summer. For uh, real. <laughs> so that's something they don't know nothing about. But it's time to rest and it's time to recruit. Moving forward, how do you feel about the Pirates and where they are and how do you feel about that game and being canceled? I'm fine with it being canceled. I just, like you said, I hate it for the seniors. You hate it for the fans. You hate it for the players mm-hmm. and the coaches because they put so much into this season. Right. Not just into this season, into their career at East Carolina. Right. The coaches, when they got here, they put so much into it because one thing we, they always harped on, we're going to be in a bowl game. Right. Every, our whole goal was to get to a bowl game. Yeah, it's unrealistic to say we're going to win a national championship. Yeah. So and the bowl game was our championship. Exactly. And so for us to actually – Make it after three, four, seven years, something like yeah, that. Yeah, after us for us to make it. And then just the way the season went, the season was so up and down this year. The emotions. And of it. yeah, and we still pulled it out and next and, and got the seven wins to get bowl eligible. And for them to cancel it, I feel bad on that part. Mm-hmm. But we know the game. Yeah. We know our bodies. We know what goes into getting this far. Mm-hmm. Not just players, but coaching staff. They gotta be tired. They gotta be. They gotta be tired. So I'm trust me, I feel like they wanted this for themselves and their teams, but on the other hand of it, you know what? They gotta be tired. I understand, but when you're tired and you got one one ten left, what do you do? You dig down and get it. You finish strong, right? Now look, don't get me wrong. They were gonna finish strong. They were gonna finish strong. I felt like we were gonna win. I I felt like we was gonna win handedly. I feel like they were gonna finish strong. But the fact now it's canceled. It's like, dang. But I get a chance to rest. Yeah. Yeah. People bodies beat up. The coaching staff, just imagine the coach. You know, the families. Coaches, yeah, them coaches are there from like five in the morning till late 11, at night. 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. every day. They've been at it since shucks. There really ain't no break. It ain't no break. Really ain't no break, yeah. Because they on the road recruiting and stuff like that. You know, and so and a lot I hear a lot of people saying, Well, let's try to get in this bowl. This is free, it's an open spot. You know how much preparation going to preparing for another team that you gotta play? Yeah. I mean then not travel. mention the logistics of it. Yeah. Uh getting a hundred so this thing is when we travel, the whole team travels to a bowl game. Everybody. And then you have the coaches and their families are normally going. Mm-hmm. Then you have all the people that are on the third floor of the War Sports Medicine building, the admin side of everything, they're going and families going. Yep. Not to mention this is a Christmas weekend, so you really know people <laughs> were going. Um Do they get bowl rings? From my understanding, from my understanding, um, they are getting bowl. I think had a sponsor to give them bowl rings. Uh, what is? Oh my goodness! Because I want to call them out. Anyway, they got a sponsor. Somebody's gonna buy the kids. That's rings. donating like two hundred thousand dollars to the program to get bowl rings. Well, that's nice. That is nice. But to me, I feel like in. It is our it's our team. It's our pirates. You know, if that's something that we want to do as as a fan base mm-hmm. to get the boys rings, I think you get them rings. Yeah, for sure. But I don't think you get rings. My personal opinion. Okay. Because you didn't play the game. Right, right. You know, but I do see why the fans feel like they should they, get they rings. Earned they earned it. But at the end of the day, they ain't played the game. Well, I, I don't know how you feel about this. I lost the bowl game, and we got rings. I don't know how you feel about this. I've been to two bowl games, and they ain't got no ring. Well, and we won bad. a game. I don't feel bad for you. I got mine. You want me to let you, you want me, I'll let you borrow mine. I need somebody to ring. I, you know what? Look, we went to the Gallery Furniture Bowl. <laughs> we beat Texas Tech. <laughs> Didn't get a ring. Then we went to the Mobile Bowl. That's with the with David Garrard and Brian Leftwich right, right. going at it. Yeah, they went back and forth. Still didn't get a ring. Because I've been to two bowl games and have no rings. Did you at least get a watch? I think the watch still up at Sports Med. That watch ain't at Sports Med no more then, bro. That's probably gone by now. Probably. But I'm going to put a petition out to get T-Cop a ring. <laughs> For the bowl game. But you know what? If you come help coach my minor league football team, we've been known to win rings. <laughs> I just rings. want to put that out there. You know what I mean? And I hope ECU uses Rob Cass, which is an alumni at um, 
Southern Recognition, their mm-hmm. ring company. I hope that they use them to go through and get their rings. One is home cooking. You get a little discount, and that way we don't have to use up that whole $200,000 to buy rings. Mm-hmm. And we Bill can put Clark something Holmes. back. Bill Clark Holmes. That's a nice dude, man. Yep. Bill Clark Holmes. They don't want donating it. Well, he has to. The housing market the way it is right now, he winning. <laughs> <laughs> That's taxes. Let's For be real. honest. <laughs> you know, so. For real. But, you know, let's talk about the transfer portal. As soon as that game was announced that we weren't playing, we had three players right then that same day enter the transfer portal, which was Trayvon Freshwater, the highly touted D lineman, yep. Jaquez Powell and Dre Terry, the linebacker. Jaquez Powell was the offensive lineman. All three of them first day. And then the day after that, Nolan Johnson, who's a corner that has played 300, 400, 500 snaps, mm. 6'2". He's going to be like a grad transfer. He's graduated, and he has two years of eligibility left. So he's transferring as well. I wonder what triggered this with us trending in the appropriate direction. I don't know why they would leave, but to each his own, wish them the best of luck. I hate to see it. Yeah. I hate to see it because I feel like you're almost like you're quitting on yourself and you signed up for this, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Like I said, with the other guys transferring uh, – who the Trevor Freshwater kid. The Trevon Freshwater, Trevon. Jaquez Powell, and Dre Terry. Like, I don't know what year this is for them. I don't either. I don't know them. I just know Nolan Johnson is a graduated guy. I don't feel like Trayvon Freshwater is because I feel like his name is still, not to say fresh, but I feel like it's still fresh to my ears yeah. when it comes to ECU and, and the other two guys I'm not really familiar with. I think with Nolan Johnson, like I'm not – I think we've been on air we don't talked about it. I'm not a fan of the transfer portal at all unless – you don't fulfilled your your four years, right? You know you already graduated, mm-hmm. and if you want to go play somewhere else. But the only thing about this transfer portal is because of COVID, everybody think that oh, when I transfer, I'm going to another D one program. No sir, no. A lot of times you're transferring down to play. There's no D2. guarantee. Yeah, there's no guarantee that you're going to go to another big time school. More likely you're not because a lot of guys got extra years. Got extra years. And that and that's not going to swing until 2026. Once 2026, the class of 2026 come up, then that recruiting thing, the recruiting class will be back to normal. Mm-hmm. But until then, COVID is going to affect every recruiting class Everybody's until 2026. Everybody's working on about 20 new people, 20 new faces short every year, basically, mm-hmm. is what you're getting. Yep. So, I don't know, best of luck to those guys, man. I don't know what they're going to do. I have no clue, but I hope that our coaches are out on the recruiting trail after they get through this holiday break, of course, because we still have, what, the normal signing day, which is in February or March. I can't February. recall. It's February, mm-hmm. right? So hopefully we still have a couple more people to bring in. I know we did watching. I don't know if you took the time to watch some of the clips of some of the players we did sign on that early signing day. I'm pretty impressed with some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like they bring a lot of physicality to the game. And some of these dudes are just, they literally look like they're ready to go as freshmen. Yeah. Obviously, we don't know what that's going to look like till they get to college. And the education of the game and the, the, the mental part of the game kicks in this you know, we don't know how that's going to go. You've been yeah. running the same office for four years in high school, and now you're going to hear a different language and be expected to know more once you get into a college uh, system. And, you know, for me, I think the biggest thing for a freshman is to be able to take tough coaching because a lot of kids come from high school. They are the best players on their team. You know, the coaches really give them a lot of leeway when it comes to certain things or they don't have to do certain things when they're in high school because they're just that talented. And they know that they need them. The biggest adjustment for me, I think, when it comes to freshmen coming in is being able to take hard coaching, being able to take coaching to where you feel like the coach don't like you. And understanding it's not he don't like you, is that he's just pushing you and he still believes in you, but he's pushing you. To me, I think that's a big adjustment, not to just not to get coached hard and to fall in a shell. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you start taking stuff, everything so personal. Right. And then you get you become bitter, especially when you're not playing. Right. You become bitter. Then you start hanging with other guys on the team that's bitter. That's trickling down. That's trickling down. So freshmen, when things are going tough, I had to tell my son the exact same thing. You know, because my son, of course, he wants to play. Yeah, of course. But always tell him, listen, keep a great attitude about it. You know, don't hang with other guys that are – Talking bad about the program, mm-hmm. I said, because all that's going to do is trickle down to you. Yeah. Stay in a good mindset. Keep working your butt off. Understand when you're getting coached hard, 
It's because they're pushing you. When they stop coaching you, that's when you worry. That's when you worry. Man, that's when you worry. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, you know. It's, 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 short story before we wrap this up. I'm literally. I think I just I was coming off an injury, and I was taking some medications to kind of help with the pain, and sometimes it made you a little woozy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yep. We're sitting in a meeting room, and you know how meetings room they're really dark. Yep. And <laughs> I already know. I didn't go to sleep. I didn't go <laughs> okay, to sleep. Okay. I didn't go to sleep. But they're really dark. I'm on the front row. I had the whole front row to myself. I'm like the 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 quote unquote. I'm like the man of the offensive lineman at this time. So I got the front row to myself. Fred Hicks used to sit beside me because we were just clowns. Mm-hmm. But Coach Shank is going to the film and he's getting on one of the guys about not sustaining his block long enough. Mm-hmm. And I, I was offended. Like, I, was, I mean, and I was under the influence, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I was like, well, man, if the running back read the block better and Coach Shank that whole first part of the year, I think he was just so mad at me for not playing up to where I was supposed to be. Yeah. That he hadn't been talking to me. Mm-hmm. So I was a little worried. Like you said, when they stopped talking, yeah. you're worried about <laughs> it. Or I was the left tackle. So we start on the right when we go down the list, down the line, coaching everybody. So, so right, right tackle, right guard, center, left guard, and left tackle. Mm-hmm. So if he watches each one of them two, three times, I've seen my mistake yep. 12 to 15 times <laughs> exactly. already. And it was to the point where he wasn't coaching me up when it got there. He was like, mm-hmm. you see what you did wrong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Left it at that. Boys are laughing because I'm making a mistake and they get to see it over and over again. Yeah. So I make that statement. Well, maybe if he would have read it better, it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> and he went off on me, dog. <laughs> and that's when I was just like, you know what? I'm glad he's still coaching me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you need like to hear that. I needed, I needed yeah, that. He doesn't exactly. even know how much I needed for him to yep. go on me. So we leave out mm-hmm. in the meeting room. Graham, I turn around. You know, I just had to get on you because I can't be lying. These boys think that you think that you can get away with this because exactly. you got to get away with this and then get out of here and get out of, get ready for practice. <laughs> so but you needed that. I help. needed. I need. He didn't know how bad I needed that because yeah. I was literally worried about he didn't want to coach me no more. He done with me. I'm yeah. a senior. He trying to send me up out of here. I'm not grading out the way I'm supposed to. Yeah. You know, and you know, and the reason I wasn't, and we're gonna end this, is that he took my guard away and moved into center and brought in a true freshman. So. I'm using it as an excuse, and I'm rolling with it. Yeah, But, you know, that's today's show. <laughs> Got a little extra story in there. I appreciate everybody for listening. Hope everybody's having a fantastic holiday season. We got New Year's Day and all of that coming up. We got the college football playoffs coming up. We got the end of the NFL season rolling around. So a lot of good football, a lot, a lot of family time. Enjoy your people. Love your people. Um, T-Cop, you got anything? Uh, happy holidays. That's it. Happy holidays from BetOnline.com. That is episode 17 of the War Room Podcast. Please jump on our Facebook page. Holler at us. Let us know how you feel. Also, IG, TWR underscore ENC. Twitter, at TWR underscore ECU. The email, thewarroomenc at yahoo.com. Reach out. Holler at us. Let us know what you just want us to talk about. Let us know your concerns, questions, debates. I'm ready to debate anybody about anything at any moment, as well as T-Cop. So with that being said, happy holidays. Continue to enjoy family and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.